not into podcasts. I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. What a hit! Back of the net. Hello and welcome to Not a Pundit. It is 2024. It's our first episode of the year. We are delighted to be back. And lads, I'm delighted to have you, Robbie and Nate of the Not a Pundit crew. And just so you know, lads, I've acquired a new title over the Christmas break. I was um, gifted a, a piece of land in Ardmore in Northern Ireland. So I am officially Lord Killeen Guinnity. Oh, oh, Lord. It's about time. Long overdue recognition, but yes. here, here, here we are. And it's January, lots changing. Clubs are on the, on the wares for new players, but one club that is on the wares for a new system is Man United, as we've discussed before. And um, Nate, I'm going to come to you first on this because you are the man with the finger on the pulse and means I don't have to actually ever think about Man United because you're going to tell me what is the latest because the last we heard was um, there was a takeover at some stage happening. Well, the takeover has been confirmed at least on the club side so far. Um, we've we've had a statement from the club and 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 a, I think it was a something on the stock exchange which basically just put out their intent but for it to fully go through it still needs to go through the Premier League processes and yeah um I believe that'll be that'll be done er, early January hopefully and yeah so only a few days until until we could see the deal fully over the line. So is this like the the fit and proper persons test that there that we've also famously heard about? Basically, yeah, the one, the ones that they didn't give to the Glazers. Basically, we're we're getting it the second time around, so we're lucky. Um, but yeah, the, the deal looks like it's about to go through. It pretty much is. Radcliffe's in Manchester now, so it's. I I could see it being over the line in the next couple of days. And has there been any kind of indication of any changes happening yet? Because like there was. Rumors around director of footballs, directors, Ineos people coming in. Um. So from what I know, and this is what I've been told, Sir Jim and Brailsford has been in Manchester. Um, the last few days having discussions with with the staff at the club. Um, there there was a staff Q and A tonight that actually took place where they, I believe they just let the the staff ask questions on the takeover their intentions and stuff like that. So there is moving pieces happening. Um, in regards to a director of football, I don't think much much business will be happening in January. So I don't think there's a major rush on it just yet. I think it's just they need to sit down and see where, where they're going in that direction. Rob, let's play pretend. You're at that meeting tonight, the Q&A. It's a free-for-all what's your worries what do you have to what are you thinking about basically as a fan and and pretend you work for the team what do you need to know now that like you're kind of in limbo yeah i think the big one is is this eventually going to lead to a full takeover and the glazier's gone that would be that's the first thing in my head as a supporter um otherwise it makes me more wary of this because 
it means the glazes these guys could even be around even longer now so that that would be the first one and um, the other one is like, i think i said this to nate is that i think he's the easiest job i think jim Radcliffe is the easiest job in football now he it's the club is such a mess that he, he really can't make it any worse so i think i suppose it's actually to back up a lot of the talk that's been going around and um, he doesn't have a great record in sport any us um, the first club he bought in Switzerland, they got relegated. Nice, I think they're doing okay this season, but in past seasons they haven't been great. His um his cycling team have haven't been doing great compared to what you're doing when you're a team sky. Um, he bought a sailing team um to compete in the America's Cup that didn't do great. So I suppose I was wondering about like United have been completely lacking of any type of football direction for well, since Ferguson left, but since the Glazers really come in and it's a question of are these the guys with the expertise? And I don't know. I'm I'm a bit skeptical. So I I would want him. I'd want them to pitch this to me. And um, what's their big plan for five, ten years? Where do they see this going? And not just the usual talk of oh, we want United back to the top, or we want to reconnect with the community. All this nonsense. Like, what does that actually look like in practical terms? And what do you think? Like, say you are advising. Rob, Sir Jim, now, what do you think as soon as the Premier League approves of this um, takeover, what should Sir Jim be saying to the fans and what should he be doing to kind of like, as a statement of intent? See, he's in an awkward position because he can't criticise the Glazers and he, he does have to still work with these guys. So I'd be advising him just to keep his mouth shut, basically, um, under promise and then hopefully over deliver. And I know fans want, oh, we need to reconnect. We want this to Glazers and Simon. Like, yeah, when the Glazers are gone, we can we can dance on their graves, basically. But for now, I will be I'll be trying to keep the media on side. I will be briefing them, not in the way Woodward used to do it, and briefing them about nonsense transfer targets that were never going to come true. And I, I would just let the season play out. I know that sounds silly. I wouldn't be dipping into my pocket um, for a big marquee signing in January to say, to placate the fans and say, this is what we're going to do. I'd let it play out, and Ten Hag has been given plenty of resources to build a squad. Some players got injured, but maybe that's to do with his training methods or all these other things. But I'd let the season play out, and then I would take stock in the summer. And in the meantime, I would be in the background, the hammering and uh, hammering away and nailing down, mixing my metaphors here, this director of football role that Man United have been completely lacking. Like you could get an average football manager player, such as myself or yourself, Killian. And he would have ran the club better than John Morta or any of those other guys who have been not doing the job well over the last couple of years. So I would do nothing. I'd sit on my hands and just watch for the next couple of months. And I wouldn't be making any grand statements because it'll only come back to bite him. I resent the average football manager uh, uh, accusation. Fl- fl- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to say, you're going to let him say that. Like. Yeah. <laughs> My Azcal's team is doing very well in the Filipino Football League. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Nate, what do you think Big Jim should do as soon as he comes in as a kind of a statement of intent? Is there something that you would look, you would go, yes, go on, Jim. I believe in you. If he did well, this one thing. I, I think he ticked the box straight away when he's come in. He's had his meeting with the staff tonight, which I think it was very much needed. Um, I know there was a lot of worry and negative feeling around the club over the last couple of weeks because people don't know where they stand in their jobs currently and 
you know, there's a thousand people employed at Manchester United, so it's going to be a huge number of people that are unhappy. Um, I actually have some of the notes from the the, the talk today where, where I've talked to a guy that I know that was involved with the with the talk and stuff like that. Um, so basically he started off and he said the, the deal with the Glazers were, was agreed in May. In May. Wow. So that's a long and time when, ago. When was it uh, kind of like pub- publicised? I feel it's much sooner. Was it like September? Um, was it around October, was it? Where we sort okay. of got like word that it wasn't it was going to be Jasim, it was going to be him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so long May, time. like that's such a long time ago. Um, Jim went on to say that he, he wants to be ruthless and make changes, which I, I mean, he's going to say regardless. It's more actions than, than words that we need on that front. Um, now, this is a sticking one. There'll be no investment in January due to the legal issues around the fit and proper tests and stuff like that. Um. Now, I wasn't expecting investment because United are so on the line with FFP that we need a big we we need either a big academy sale or a big player sale. Um, that's that's going to really get in the craw of a lot of like normal United fans. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that, like that's going to annoy a lot of people. But I think it, it was genuinely unavoidable that you know you can't put money into the club if if your ownership stake still going through with the Premier League. So I think that's sort of like that that makes sense. Um Jim said during the meeting that United need to be back at the top of the tree and he's here to help achieve that. That's just PR, he's always gonna say that. But he also said at the end of it that he will use his own money and he's not here to make a penny out of the club, which I think that will bring peace to United fans in regards to that, is he's gonna use his own money, he's gonna invest his own money. But I think he'll also be looking on the other side of the table or the Glazers willing to do that, which I don't think they are. So it'll be interesting to see how much he's willing to put into the club. But I think initially he's made the right first step on sitting down, having the chat with the staff, laying out where he is, where he wants to go. And I think that will settle the boat a bit of United for, for at least the next couple of weeks. So with the takeover still kind of a few possibly two weeks away from actually being finalized and Jim being able to take kind of the control that he's expected to take. I just want to kind of go back to an era. So let's just picture this. Tony Pulis, Stoke, Rory DeLapp whipping it in, taking the Premier League by storm. Few years of mediocrity, getting relegated. All of this is to say, is... Jim Radcliffe not being able to spend in January gonna make Chupa Moting's agent <laughs> the greatest of all time from failing at Stoke to going to PSG to Bayern and now maybe Man United, Rob. This is a step down for the great Eric. <laughs> like This guy's played for PSG and Bayern Munich and now he's gonna have to play for Anthony. So... I wouldn't. I put some respect on his name, Killian. Ball series, no way. Um, Hundred and eight goals that man has. Yeah, it's the United playbook the last couple of years. It's it's it's. I can't even call it the bargain basement. It's just rummaging around for a striker and um, someone with two legs who can run. Who's available? Like a Gallo. Then there was um, Fedhorst, and now Chupamotin. But it doesn't surprise me. And, and it's again, it's not the it's not the worst thing. Like. United, United centre forwards, like 
poor um, Rasmus Hoyland. Just, just he's just come to United too soon. Um, you're never going to see the best of him, not for a couple of years anyway, and it's too much of boredom for him to do on his own. Um, Martial, even though you know you're in talks to extend his contract, I don't know if you heard that name, which is um, a terrifying thought. He's not up to it. So um, you would just, yeah, he's another body, I suppose, but it, it, it's probably, it would be symbolic of the Glazer era that the last kind of signing that one of their guys sign off on is a journeyman striker on loan because they just they can't now they can't because of financial financial fair play but before they just wouldn't put their hand in their pocket and it's just symbolic of how poorly they've been planning so I, I've kind of wrote the season off anyway it's done um, if United not finish top four that's fair enough if you don't win anything that's fair enough as well I think there needs to be a, the hardest of hard resets and that could include the manager and most of the players and Hopefully the administrative staff. So I'm I'm perfectly fine. If Rory Delap wants to join United this month, I'm 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 up for that as well, Killian. I'm here for that as well. Well, Rooney me... is a free agent. <laughs> yeah, Rooney. Do you want me to scare you even more about Chupamoti? I've got one other name that has been linked that has some truth behind it, and I, like 100, have some truth behind it. Timo Werner. I don't think that's a bad signing, though. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's the worst signing either. Like it's, AC has some potential. I suppose he's still young enough, relatively speaking. I think you're forgetting them Chelsea games. To be honest, though, yeah, I, 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 he's twenty-seven. Five, oh, I thought he was like twenty-four. Oh, five hundred shots on, on goal. No, like but, you know what I mean. Like he's he's one of the players that you watch and you're like you're pulling your hair out. Like, but like don't look at some of the strikers that have failed at Chelsea. Like I wouldn't hold Chelsea against them. Like, yeah. Look at Morata. Morata everywhere he's gone. Bar Chelsea, the man has scored. So, but why is he getting loaned out at Leipzig then? Because Leipzig are are upwardly mobile, and um, yeah. United are not. <laughs> yeah, like he, I don't know. He, he had twenty three goals in eighty nine games for Chelsea. If he comes to United and scores a couple of goals, I don't know. I I, I just I think I'm just so resigned to them just being. Pathetic that like, like Timo Werner and um, Chupin Roy Delap or anyone now at this stage because I feel like this is just the last the last dying embers of the Glazer era and it's a zombie team and a zombie club and hopefully our friend Jim can can put some shape on it now. If they just, just a quick one. If they extend Anthony Martial's contract, this club is finished, by the way. Like, <laughs> there's nobody that can sit there in a boardroom and go, let's give this guy another contract. Like, this, like I, I refuse to believe it. Like, that's even a conversation being, like, entertained. Now, the only thing you'd hope there is that's just in a hope to cash in on him, like, during the summer. Well, he's gone but, in the summer. Well, that's what I mean. Well, it's like, I'd rather lose him for a free. Get a contract now and at least get even a fee. then you get a very reduced fee from it. Could be again, it probably doesn't bother a long term because they're probably thinking, God, if we let this guy go, we'd, we'd literally have no one else to play up front other than Highland. So, uh, yeah, one thing for you is to consider now it's a whole new world multi club ownership. Does um, Martial want to go back to France and enjoy some time in Nice? Oh, true, yeah, but it's like, why are you? It's like you're 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 facilitating him when he's 
not really done anything for the last couple of years for the club. So I, I don't see why the club would go out of their way to do that. I, I think him going to Nice would be a good move for Nice and potentially a good move for him. So I think that would increase his value if nothing else. But more to the point, you are going to need bodies in the likes of Werner being a good, good example because it looks like um, Sancho is going back to the Bundesliga. Cheerio, Which is, cheerio, cheerio. Yeah. He <laughs> should throw in Anthony as well in the deal. Just clear out yeah. all the dead wood. That's the that is actually a, a, a rare example, you know. It actually I know it's supposed to be no choice actually, I can't give him too much credit. But like he, he can't be sticking around. I'm so done with that guy, it's not even funny. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're just... gonna be paying him to pay for Bayern or Dortmund who they spent so long trying to sign him from just is incredible. But one one of the things that I find interesting about that whole kind of situation is he was so expensive. And how are they going to be able to, even with amortization, basically kind of write off that for a player that's now going to go out on loan? Like, have they learned nothing from Pogba? This He seems like he's going to be another Pogba. And... I think, uh, Rob, you, you brought this, po- this point up before, and I think it's really, really good on that. It just ultimately goes back down to bad scouting because, yes, he had great expected assists and goals or whatever, but he's playing it with Haaland, as we, as we all see now, that Haaland just ruins everybody's uh, on-paper numbers. Um, and the same can be said for Anthony, because, Nate, is there any validity to the reports that um, that... United Scouts had initially valued Anthony at twenty five million. I mean, I saw that report like you did. Um, I I'd imagine so. Like, I, I don't really know uh, how much he was valued at by the scouts, but if it is, that that's a scandal. Like, there's like one thing a manager wants in a player, but if your scouts are saying that, like, it goes back to like the incompetence of of the leadership of the club, like. If your scouts are going, this player's worth twenty five million. What? Well, why are you paying? Why are you paying eighty odd million for him? Like it does. It, it's just it's mind alteringly like annoying to see stuff like that. But this has just been a symptom of United for the longest time, and you would hope that with a the scouting department should be the first thing after director for um Ratcliffe's team to just gut but with the guys that they do have in the door there seems to be in martial aside a good few kind of um contract renewals rob is it wampasaka's got a new one as well despite the criticism yeah like again i think it's just a question of they i think they just know like nate will defend probably wampasaka i think he's on the ball, he's one of the worst footballers I've ever seen play for my United. Like he, he actually can't really play football. Like he can tackle and he can jump and but he, he he's physical, but he actually the actual ability of kicking the ball and passing it to his teammate like is really difficult for him. But he he isn't the biggest problem there. And it's just again, it's like you know, I've been doing this for years. Like Juan Mata was there for like probably at least four years after he should have been and poor Juan Mata should have been let go and play somewhere else or well, Guan Bissaka should be back at Crystal Palace now, but 
but it's just you know you just can't afford really to go. It's just easier just to keep them on the books, and they always put this thing in the in players' contracts where they can extend it by another season. And I'm sure the same will happen for McTominay or Lindelof as well, and even Maguire. Like I think Maguire will be sticking around because they they're, they're so bad at signing players that, and they've been born so much that they're they're gonna try keep them in the building now because they know they aren't gonna go out and get anyone else. That I think that's the current administration now. It might be different with. Radcliffe and his crew, but I think the current crop realised that basically this is the best we can do. I, I read today that you know you have 140 scouts, and apparently when these were um, interested in Wan-Bissaka, they scouted 500 right backs. I, I don't know what the other 499 were doing because Wan-Bissaka can't be better at football than even half of those guys. So that would tell you that there's definitely some misalignment somewhere in the club and ultimately I suppose players like Sancho and a lot of these guys are just they're the ones ultimately being rewarded because if they don't do well they're still gonna get paid or they're just gonna be moved on. So it's kind of there's no I don't know, there's nothing really no downsides for them for United are just lumbered with like probably ten, maybe ten to twelve players that just aren't good enough but they can't get anyone better and they're not gonna be able to move them on. So it's another um, another issue for Ratcliffe to deal with when he does come in. And on kind of players coming in and not being of choice, but you say you didn't have much options. Um, Nate, what happened with Sergio Reglion? Like, was he not signed for the full season? Yeah, that was a strange one. He was recalled. Um, to be honest, I I'm not sure why it it actually shocked me the other day when I saw it. I was like, was he recalled or was the loan cancelled? The loan was cancelled on the United side. Um, oh, so I was a bit shocked by that. I was like, all we've really needed us well, one of the biggest positions we've needed people to fill over the last season has been left back. So it's like, why are you getting rid of someone that who, in my opinion, has done decent for us. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say he's the best player on the planet, but he's come in and done a shift and, and played well when he's been asked. He's went yeah, from whenever some... Shaw was injured to being complete panic stations to kind of going, okay, well, at least we have somebody that's capable. It may not be as good, but it's a exactly, reason to be like, safe in our hands. Like, Rob, we haven't seen Malassia all season. Like, So it's like... no. Wait, why are we getting rid of our left, like our, our backup left back? So unless they're bringing back, they could recall um Alvaro Fernandez, who's at Granada. He's an academy left back who's doing really well, and he's I think believe Benfica want him. So maybe they're trying to secure him for the future or whatever. But it's a really strange one. Yeah, like you'd think that this is where United would famously bring true one of their youngsters and is it just me or is this is this something that Ratcliffe should be looking at is that the academy doesn't seem to be producing what it used to rob like in the sense that even like the likes of Garnacho coming through they're actually bought in youngsters rather than developed yeah definitely and this has gone on for years like I remember when Robin Van Persie joined United his son though signed for the United Academy. I think it was the same with Phil Neville and Darren Fletcher's twin sons, both played for the City Academy. Like that was to me, I remember 
seen that probably 10 years ago and you're thinking like these are Man United players but they play for Man United and some of them came through Man United and they don't think the club is good enough anymore so they're letting them play for their arch rivals like United were the leading um, you producing players play, leading club of producing you players for like God, like that's been part of their built into their DNA and it goes back to Matt Busby and then Ferguson in the 90s and there hasn't really been anyone and again it goes back to it's always this is why I think non-United fans get sick of hearing United fans a lot of it it does come back to the Glazers because it's never been a priority or, or the people who were in place left and it's never been replaced it's never been replaced or the club has never been modernised so I think there's hopes for Kobe Manu like he does seem to have a bit potential to actually break through, but otherwise, like, no, there hasn't really been anyone, and that's where the squad is kind of filled out. I'm not really counting. I suppose McTominay would be the last one really to come through, but um, that and he's not exactly top class, so there hasn't been anyone in a long time. Maybe Johnny Evans, who's since come back to United, and the the fact that United haven't got this academy producing these types of players anymore. It does lead to your start filling the squad then with players like Amrabat or Wambasaka or certain guys that just aren't that good, really. When in the past, that, those squad positions probably would have been filled by younger players and homegrown players who inevitably you wouldn't be paying them as much, but also they might have kind of more loyalty to the club. So it's it's just another another failing by the Glazers, I think. One thing I will go ahead is I will defend the club on on the academy um, because they did do a restructure two or three years ago, I believe, and we're starting to see the fruit of that. As you said, Kobe Mainu, Garnacho was bought as part of that, of that restructure. Um, and people like Alvaro Fernandez, um, people like, like Mark Gerardo, um, Dan Gore, like there's really good talent coming through in, that we'll see in the next few years. So that's one thing I will defend the club on is they've actually gone ahead and moved to a good plan for the academy and we're starting to see that. Um, Kobe Maynard has been a revelation the last couple of weeks. Like if the rest of our midfielders could pass the ball like he would, we'd be top of the league. So um, it's like... It's like... The academy sort of needs to catch up with the first team, if that makes sense. That's that's where I'm at with the academy. I think Dan Gore is actually Irish eligible, so that's always a good one to have in a, a United Academy. But I see what you're saying. It's it's the it's a work in progress, and it's starting to starting to bear fruits. It's just exactly. it, it's it's annoying to for me being a football manager fiend like. You mentioned Rob Van Persie's son, who is an absolute football manager wonder kid this year, and if you haven't signed him yet, do it. Um, but like over the years, the amount of what seemed to be good youngsters coming through that have just gone to waste and have either have gone on to kind of like varying degrees of success. You have like the likes of um, Ang- Angle Gomis, um, who's I, th- I believe doing decently over in Liga for Lille. Um, but then you have the likes of um, Tatis Chong that's in the championship, I think, with, was last with Birmingham, maybe he's moved since. But then, like, Fosu Mensa has gone on to have a decent career in the Bundesliga with um, uh, Leverkusen. And he's a kind of player that 
in the last two years you just would have been crying out to have in the squad if nothing else oh for sure like players have definitely gone by the wayside um and i think that's why the restructure did happen is there was a huge rate of players leaving for free that went on to good clubs uh like as you said t chong Ted and Mengi, uh, they're both at Luton, I believe now. Or Ch- Chong oh, might still be a yeah. Colonel. No, no, you're right. You're right. Is he? Yeah, yeah. So they're both at Luton now. They're both they're both highly highly rated uh, in what I would have called the old academy. So they're players that have definitely slipped through. Fossum Mensa, like he he played well when he played for the the first team. Um, so I think it's like they they've moved the United Academy now to more finding the best talent rather than just bringing through a blanket like your class of whatever bringing through like a whole whole team worth of players now it's more it's it's like it's it's honed in on certain players now so like there's loads of different age ranges where next we'll see our Dan Gore or whatever come through and then you've got your Shea Lacey stuff like that so like it's each age group has their like three or four top players that are coming through academy wise where before we were like, let's just bring through as many as we can, if that makes sense. Right, lads, we are fa- uh, very fastly approaching the end of our show for this week, but I want to put it to you as with Man United's financial woes very much in mind. Um, Rob, I'll come to you first on this. What transfer do you think United needs this January transfer window. And that can be going in or going out. That could be the likes of Sancho. That could be big moting coming in. Um, what one do you think needs to happen? Or would you like that you with their with their financial woes in mind, but it could be anybody. So like this could be bring back to here. It's not gonna happen, but that it can be open minded but realistic. Yeah. Um, I do like the, the one that you know are linked to Michael Elise from Palace. I think that's more of a long term one, but to me that's a very logical, sensible transfer because he has like a sixty million buyout clause, which means that there won't be this long, long drawn out saga like there was with Sancho. So you just pay the price and you get the player if he wants to come. And um, he's proven in the Premier League, which I would have always scoffed at that. But I think Anthony and even Ten Hag to an extent or Amrabat. A lot of these players have shown that the step up is real to that division. Like, and it, you like Anthony is he might have been a good player in the Netherlands, but the increased physicality and his certain skill set just isn't matched to the Premier League. So, the fact that Elise is Premier League proven, he, he is in a position a wide forward that United not that they're overstocked in, but Dick Garnacho and Rashford. So, I, I do like the look of that long term, I like that link because. To me, it shows that there's someone with their head screwed on as opposed to some of the transfers we've seen um, in the past. So I, I'd say at least say long-term, but in the short-term, like you could pick any any position, really. Maybe a centre-forward. I'll let you pick from your football manager database, Kitty, and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head other than Chupo Moten, but a centre-forward would be ideal because I think um, um, poor Hoyland is... It's tough for he's only a kid. Like it's a lot to expect from him in his fourth season in the Premier League. Yeah, I was gonna put say say that about the Olise one is that it's not gonna happen now. Um, 
I reckon though you could probably get a reasonable loan deal for somebody like um Jota over in the Saudi league at oh, least yeah. like, like get him in on the wing and free up some of that kind of Anthony space and that might make a you could say the likes of Hoyland you're not going to see the best of him now but at least if he had some reasonable um balls being put into him then you could then criticize him um but Nate what do you think the signing that you would think needs to happen but being realistic um I'm struggling name wise but going on what you were saying there getting I'd go rather for more of a creative winger to bring in um someone that can get the ball to, to get the ball to Hoyland there because I think he will score goals if he's given the opportunities um so that like that's the route I'd go down is I'd I feel like Hoyland's unlucky now. He's sort of playing in between. I hate the word selfish, but it feels like two selfish wingers where they're like, they want yeah. the goals. Where this poor, this poor kid has just come in for his first season needs needs service. So I feel like we need to get someone in that can provide that service. But I'll be honest, I, I don't know who, what who that is or or how we how we get to that. Sancho. <laughs> yeah. Well, in another world, it would have been know. Sancho. I'm actually just looking at the stats here before you go, kid. In that, in this last season with Haaland, he he had let me see the exact figure here, but he had like 20 assists in his last season for Haaland and 16 goals. This is Sancho from an expected assist right rate of seven and an XG of five, so he's massively overperforming. But I think Sancho was meant to be that kind of creative wide player, but for millions of reasons it just hasn't happened but i would definitely agree with nate how selfish rashford and anthony and i think it goes beyond selfish to just there's, there's a distinct lack of kind of cop on with both of them they never just lift their heads and yeah particularly anthony i just don't think he's he's capable i think he's kind of slightly sold yourself short in this window because it seems that donny van der Beek is going to frankfurt sancho going to dortmund which i know isn't going to be getting necessarily wages off, off um the books, but you have a little. That means you have a little bit of play around. I would I'd be going and uh, taking an old school leaf out of the United book and go to Barca and try and get something like a Ferran Torres in on loan, do a Henrik Larsson on it, and um, make use of their financial woes that you can relate to. Just because if Ansu Fahi can go to Brighton. Man United should at least be able to get a reasonable loan player in this window. But there's only one way to find out, and that is to wait and see, lads. Thank you so much for uh, bringing us through all of that and all of the updates. I'm very excited to see how it all turns out for you, and more so to see how it'll impact the uh, Football Manager database at the end of January, as is always my main concern. I've been Killing Ginnity. I've been delighted to be joined by Nathan Byrne. It's been a pleasure. And Robbie Redmond. Thanks, lads. We'll be back next week and we'll chat to you then. I'm not into podcasts. Back of the net.